0: I want to begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the lands in which I'm recording this. I'm on the lands of the Ananu people and I would like to extend this respect to the traditional custodians of the land and where you are listening from this today. I pay my respects to elders past and present, acknowledging their stewardship over these lands and I also extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening to this podcast. Welcome to a special bonus edition of the Mumbrella Cast. I'm Callum Jasmine, and this past week I was invited to a new country in Central Australia where I found myself for NITV's 10th anniversary celebration on free to air for all Australians. I'll just flag first off that I was flown up and had my accommodation paid for by NITV and SBS. The concert, which was held at Uluru-Katachuta National Park on the lands of the Anu, included performances from some of Australia's most celebrated Indigenous artists, some of which you'll hear today, and hosted by some of the most recognisable Indigenous talent in Australian media. The reason for the From the Heart of the Nation celebration was to bookmark 10 years of SBS being the home of First Nations storytelling, to consider how NITV has grown since it moved onto free-to-air transmission, And across this decade, how it has continued to service Indigenous communities across Australia, but also provide a service for all Australians too. This celebration comes at perhaps one of the most important times in modern colonised history for Indigenous and First Nations people in Australia, as we close in on an Indigenous voice to Parliament referendum in 2023. In this podcast you're going to hear a range of voices from First Nations media in Australia and some of those most prominent names within that sector including NITV's Peter Noble, the Koori Mail's Naomi Moran and the former non-executive director of SBS.West as well as hearing from some of your on-screen talent in Brooke Blurton and Matty Mills. Hopefully what you hear today goes some way to first of all celebrating NITV and First Nations Media's role in our modern Australian media and marketing landscape, and then secondly having some frank conversations about the challenges and opportunities that are to come. From a personal point of view, some of the conversations I had, some of which you'll hear, and many more that you won't, have been completely eye-opening in regards to the complexities and timing over the voice referendum and the job First Nations Media is tasked with in addressing them. First off, let's hear from Peter Noble, General Manager of NITV and proud and Banjin man. Pete is a veteran of the Australian media industry, spending 13 years at the Walt Disney Company, helping launch Disney Plus locally. He also held roles at 7, 10 and joined NITV in November last year. I spoke to Peter on Tuesday morning after the concert. Peter, thanks for joining me and it was great sharing last night's experience with you. So, um, I guess on that, if you could just start. We are having this conversation 12 hours on from that celebration. Um, what, what, what did last night's event really mean to the whole NIV team? Well, Callum, thank you very much
1: uh, for having me. Yeah, last night was absolutely incredible. I mean, we were just in our preamble before you switched the mic on was talking about the uh, unbelievable privilege we had to you know celebrate 10 years of being uh, available free to air to all Australians uh, in front of Uluru celebrating with uh, with local communities so it was, um, it was a really really special moment because um, you know if you sort of read through the history books, NITV's uh, had a you know sometimes turbulent history in terms of you know surviving so for everyone in our organisation, and actually, you know, sort of all First Nations people, it was—it's um, a really, really special moment. And I think, you know, you—you—you know—you were in the crowd. All that joy, that you know, I guess you felt all that warmth, all that love was uh, an expression of, um, you know, that that amazing ten years that, that we've had, and it really was a time to you know, sort of throw our hats in the air and just, um, you know, celebrate 10 years of really, really amazing storytelling, uh, you know, across uh, you know sort of strong black voices and black media.
0: And then we've, we've sort of hit this um, juncture point with 10 years. Um, and, you know, from my point of view, assessing the language that's sort of been used this week, it really feels like it's more than just an anniversary it's a milestone and an opportunity to kick on from there and almost um a- almost cementing nitv's place on free-to-air tv as you know as you said it's been a-, a a rocky time at times um what do you sort of see as the next step for nitv in i guess kicking on from here you had 30 percent growth last year on screen um yeah wh- where do you see things going from here
1: yeah, I think um, <clears throat> like all good books, you know, the, the, the you finish a chapter and you can't wait to get into the next chapter and that's, you know, what I see NITV's, you know, sort of next 10 years is about and we are, you know, sort of firmly focused on whilst, look, I think it's a, a point in time, you know, you get to, it's like, it's like birthdays, right? You know, you sort of, you're retrospectively thinking about, you know, the past but you're also really, really excited about the future and... And that's how we feel um, at NITV and I think, um, you know, we're in a really, really interesting epoch of, you know, sort of time with, uh, with the road to the referendum uh, coming on and, uh, you know, we've got a really, really important role to play there. But also as well, um, you know, the simple economics of it. Um, you know, we're starting to, you know, attract uh, very well-known brands, Google, Nike, etc. Uh, to our uh, to our platform Um, you know we're like every other uh, media entity you know we're charged with growing our audiences uh, delivering you know engaging content you know entertaining content informative content Um, so yeah we're already you know having deep conversations and really really focused on strategy in terms of you know what does the next three years look like what does the next five years look like what does the next ten years look
0: Dot West is a Nungar woman and is currently Head of Productions at Gulari Media Enterprises and perhaps one of the most revered figures in First Nations media in Australia. Dot recently completed a 10-year stint as non-executive director at SBS, held a position on its board for the duration of that time and helped steward the broadcaster and its executive team including James Taylor as it further integrated NITV into the heart of the company leading up to this milestone. Dot, thank you very much for making the time to join me. Um, You had been given some pretty powerful um, praise given to you in in yesterday's welcome speeches, so I really, really appreciate you giving the time. Um, You've just finished up a decade as non-executive director at SBS and during that spent the maximum term on the SBS board. You've seen SBS's shift in its approach to First Nations media and NITV during that time, could you start by just giving us a little bit of an insight as to, I guess, from your perspective, how that has gone, and um, I guess where we are today.
2: Look, I think um, I think at the very beginning when NITV first went into SBS, it was very much on the periphery of the network. Um, it it certainly wasn't sitting at the heart of the network. It um, it was you know, basically a group of people that came across from NITV um, Limited to work at SBS and set up their free-to-air channel there. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it was even, you know, NITV were, you know, downstairs in the back corner located, that type of thing. Uh, But now... Uh, Where we are today is that, yes, SBS um, has gotten NITV um, fully. They've embraced it fully. And I think NITV is now at the heart of that network, um, just as we sit here at the heart of Australia.
0: So we have the, uh, the celebration tonight. Um, in the National Park and um, we're going to see some of the most prominent and, and celebrated First Nations artists performing as well as some of the most prominent and well-known um, individuals on, on Australia, in Australian media. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how this celebration is also a celebration for the rest of First Nations media across Australia which are, um, you know, as we've spoken about, so well represented here as well?
2: Well, basically, um, NITV, a national Indigenous television service, has always been our industry's dream, our um, Indigenous media industry's dream. It's always been on our agenda to have it, and um, that is why uh, this 10-year celebration is such a milestone, not just for NITV, not just for SBS, but it's also a uh, milestone for the whole of our um, First Nations media.
0: Next, you're going to hear from Naomi Moran, who's general manager of the Koori Mail and is also the current chair of First Nations Media Australia. She's also a proud Niangbal, Arakwal and Dungudi woman from New South Wales. Thank you uh, very much for joining me Naomi. Um, So you run Australia's only Indigenous newspaper and you started there at just 14 years of age. Um, It would be great to start off by just getting your thoughts on what some of the changes you've observed over the course of your now illustrious career have been in terms of the way that um, the wider media does approach First Nations media in particular.
3: Uh, thank you and um, Thank you for having me and just want to acknowledge uh, country, uh, not only my country, um, the Bunjalang Nations and the Dunguddi Nation, uh, but also acknowledge country uh, where we're having this yarn today. It's really special to be here. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the Indigenous media sector um, over the many, many years um, that, uh, you know, we've been sharing our stories on various platforms um, around the nation certainly has evolved. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, we're really still trying to to reach, you know, goals and, and milestones where we continue to share the voices of our people through various platforms, whether it is, uh, you know, print, um, newspaper, online, uh, television, radio. Um, and I think why it's been such a such a long, challenging uh, journey, uh, not to say that we haven't celebrated the wins in between, um, is because our sector continues to be, uh, you know, one of the most um, underfunded and under-resourced uh, sectors in our, in our country. Um, and I think very much part of um, the journey of Indigenous media is certainly advocating, um, you know, for the sustainability of our sector uh, to ensure that we're able to continue to share the voices of our people and the stories uh, of our communities um, into the future.
0: You you speak a a little bit about that there and the kind of wider importance and that this we're sort of here celebrating obviously NITV. but I think also First Nations Media as a whole, which you, you're, you're the chair of First Nations Media Australia. Um, and we have a, a number of representatives from a, across that sector of the industry as well. Um, we, we heard some of the language that um, Tanya Denning-Orman used last night as the, the, it is a very momentous time. Can you talk a little bit about, I guess, the wider importance of maybe, I guess, within the context of NITV, but what that speaks to more generally?
3: This, this celebration and acknowledgement of, of NITV is um, is also very personal to me because I actually started working for NITV in 2008 in the early years um, and, you know, certainly have acknowledged um, the growth of NITV um, as a platform, uh, you know, sharing, you know, content and stories from around around the nation and I think to get to this point, uh, you know, 10 years in partnership with, with SBS as a um you know a, a really great support for, for NITV as a platform um, is really important because I think um, that that happened at a time where we could have we could have lost niTV we could have lost that um, the significance of of having our own uh, national indigenous television station which is really important I think in the wider uh, media landscape uh, indigenous media plays um, a vital role in making sure that um, not just the voices of our people are being heard, but um, you know, our stories are shared in the most um, culturally authentic way. And that's really important for the wider um, Australian community to make sure that anything that they're listening or watching or reading, um, any of our stories, any of our content, um, you know, we have that cultural responsibility to make sure that that's shared in the most appropriate way. So I think the importance of, uh, you know, not just NITV uh, getting to this, this point, but um, our Indigenous media sector, um, absolutely, uh, you know, we talk a lot about what our cultural responsibility is in terms of having a place um, on the airwaves or, or on the television screens or, or in print or whatever platform it is, digitally and online is that um, our responsibility is to make sure that um, you know that truth telling from our communities is done in in the most appropriate way and I think um, you know obviously um, the history of, of mainstream media um, in terms of um, sharing our stories or or, or telling the truths um, has been problematic um, over the many many years and so um, I think the importance of of indigenous media and certainly um, uh, acknowledging this milestone for NITV um, means a lot for our sector as a whole.
2: Shadows.
0: The music you're hearing just there is Troy Casa Daily. The concert saw performances not only from artists that performed at NITV's launch party 10 years ago, including Troy, including Casey Donovan and Christine Anu, but it also saw performances from some of Australia's up-and-coming Indigenous artists, including King Stingray, recent Aria winners, JK47, Electric Feel, and more. I caught up with two of the most prominent Indigenous talents in Australian media right now, Brooke Blurton, who many of you may know from being in The Bachelorette last year, and Matty Mills, who's a freelance entertainment reporter and also works with NITV. The pair also host a podcast together, Not So PG. Apologies, as the audio does get a little sketchy about halfway through this, uh, we did cross over with when King Stingray got proceedings underway at the concert. So we're here backstage with Matty Mills and Brooke Blurton. Thank you so much for joining me.
3: Of yeah. course. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I feel like we're celebrities at the <laughs> backstage. Are we performing tonight or what? <laughs>
4: I wish. So,
0: Maddie, we'll start with you. you um, now freelance, but you also continue to cover entertainment for NITV. Um, can you tell us, what does this moment mean? You know, we've got this huge performance. We're in front of Uluru in the
4: National Park here. Do, do you think this could have happened five years ago? Well, the interesting thing you say is five years ago, and that's when my journey began with NITV. That was the start of my relationship with NITV, and at that point I was working you know, very much full-time with the network, and I was seeing some incredible work across the board. But I, I didn't imagine something like this happening in this location. It is obviously unprecedented territory. They've, there's never been a concert this close to Uluru in the past, so it's very special, and it's an absolute honour for the network to be able to be here um, on this trip traditional um country as well so um i would say that I, if five years ago i could I, I don't think i would have imagined this moment but it feels perfect and it feels right
0: and brooke you're one of the most recognizable indigenous figures in the australian media industry can you say can you talk a little bit about i, I guess similarly you know how have we got here and i guess where does the industry go from here how does it kick on
3: like Maddie we I just feel we just feel very proud obviously being First Nations and we you know have such a passion for media and entertainment that I found myself in this world I don't know how I got here obviously through a crazy journey but I feel like I was meant to be here and I was meant to you know take up space and I think that a lot of First Nations people haven't had that opportunity um, a lot in mainstream media and to be a part of that and also to. You know to hold that position and then also be a part of like great names of entertainment um like ernie D- you know, be not i'm not up to that level but beside him and be able to yarn with him so close and um isn't am- it's amazing i feel like the progression in 10 years i feel like it's only just getting started like we're only just getting started um and you know what it's just like watch this space
0: i mean you talk about figures like ernie dingo so legendary in this industry but now you know, from a music perspective, you look at the lineup that we've got here, and then you look at the the the, the representation now in the media industry. You've both got your own podcast, as we were just talking about now. How, how do you really,
4: I, I guess, continue that on and bring others with you? Well, I think the wonderful thing about my job is that I'm the entertainment reporter for the only Indigenous network in the country. So my job is to actually amplify the voices of Black entertainers, and for me, that is something that is has always been a passion of mine. And if we look. With there, there wasn't enough opportunity for black entertainers to actually have the platforms that we have now. But in today's day and age, people don't need to wait for the gatekeepers to, you know, allow them access. They're really taking the reins. And we're at the forefront of the conversation across entertainment. Um, and I think that the, you look at the lineup tonight, it is a mix of people who have created an impact on the Australian music industry in terms of their legacy, but also up-and-comers like King Stingray, who won Best Breakthrough Artist at the ARIA Awards. Like... We're, we're talking at both ends of this spectrum. We're absolutely dominating, so it's just an exciting time for First Nations entertainment um, overall.
3: I agree. I completely utterly agree with you.
4: Yeah. Well, it sounds like things are kicking off, so I'll let you both go. Thanks
0: so much again for joining me. I know. It's time to King's party. So we get a sense from Matty and from Brooke and indeed from Dot, Pete and Naomi about what the opportunity is and why this moment in time is important to not only celebrate the success of NITV, but also the network of First Nations media that it's uplifted with it. One thing that struck me is after two days of celebrating this milestone, everyone knows here, there's very little time to waste. The Voice to Parliament referendum is thought to be scheduled for late 2023 However, right now, I get the feeling there's a sense of trepidation that's coming with it, as little clarification or progress has been made in defining the scope of it, or what it's looking to address. And further, there's a worry as to the burden that's going to be put on First Nations media in delivering those messages, as you'll hear here from Naomi.
3: Look, I think the more intimate conversations around what this means for our people and communities are happening within our own communities, Um, and uh, this Particular, you know, chapter means different things for for different people. Um, now, when you look at um, the diversity of our communities around the nation, whether we're uh, you, you know rural or remote, uh, very remote, um, there still seems to be. Um, A bit of a gap in terms of what this means um, for our people and our communities and we've seen that firsthand because we've been having those intimate conversations um you know as mob and as people and so i think um you know there's a concern that there's still a lot of our people around the nation that are unaware of what the what this means um what this means for our people um, what this means to have the conversation Um, so I think, um, Indigenous media plays a, a big role in making sure that we're communicating, uh, you know, this message or we're communicating, um, the need to have those conversations more intimately to make sure that everybody is of the understanding of what this means so that they can, uh, you know, decide if, um, if this is something, um, I guess that is, that is for them. Now, um, I'm not taking away the fact that, um, you know, on a national scale, um, We're we're looking forward to what this potentially could mean in terms of strengthening relationships between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australia. That's really important, I think. Any conversation around that's really important, and it's time. Um, What we need to understand, though, is that there's still um, some misunderstandings within our communities around what this means, particularly around conversations around treaty and uh, maintaining our sovereign rights um, as Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Um, you know, the government has, has made it very clear that Indigenous media has a responsibility to share these messages. Now, um, they're asking a sector that um, is is still severely underfunded and under-resourced to take on this work. So what does that now mean for the government uh, in terms of their responsibility to make sure that they're funding and resourcing the Indigenous media sector so that we can do that work? Because we know that we can do it um, effectively, we can communicate it culturally in a way that it's received well by our people, um, but our resources are stretched. So what we're really trying to understand is um, we know what our cultural responsibilities are, What is the government's cultural responsibility to make sure that the Indigenous media sector can actually take on this work and support this next chapter for our country?
0: As Naomi says, this is a sector that's been historically and significantly underfunded, and it's going to be expected to deliver this vital messaging when it comes to over 300 different languages and communities across Australia. With Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders making up roughly 3.3% of our population, it's estimated that just 0.3% of advertising spend is put into reaching those same audiences. And NITV in particular follows SBS's charter to remain impartial on all issues, yet there remains a misconception that as a First Nations media outlet, it'll be expected to get behind this vote. I asked Dot about some of these challenges that are expected to be faced by First Nations media leading up to the vote next year.
2: Well, I suppose in terms of um, voice... Treaty, truth. Um, in terms of voice and uh, truth, First Nations media have been doing it for decades. You know, it's uh, it's nothing new. Um, certainly, the you know the voice to Parliament is something different, and um, the way I think First Nations I think First Nations media does have a challenging time ahead of it. Um, it's a um, it's a it's an industry that is uh, poorly funded. Uh, lots of radio stations around the country operate on the smell of an oily rag, and uh, we've also because we're we're media organisations, we also need to be apolitical about the issue of um, of the referendum of the um, the voice to Parliament and um, ensure that um, all our people's concerns are voiced and leaving it then up to uh, the communities to decide. Um, Certainly, you know, a lot of our radio stations around the country have been getting people on air talking about well, what does it really mean? Um, How will it impact us as a people? And uh, what will be the benefits that can be drawn from it should um, should we have a positive outcome for for that referendum but uh, you know we can't just play one one side of the coin we need to you know play the um, the other opinions as well because otherwise you know we're sitting ducks just imagine if um, if uh, the ABC SBS or any of the commercials Oh, maybe not the chemistry. <laughs> if they just played one side of the coin, you know, they'd get shot down. Yeah. And so why should there be that expectation of our First Nations media organisations to also do that? And if, uh, if the Voice um, lobby group want, and, and the government want this uh, campaign Uh, to be out there and in the community they need to properly resource us to do that and that's you know whether we create local in-language messaging and put it to air we sell our time, you know and that will not only help to sustain us but it ensures that at least their message is getting out there. What would you say
0: from your point of view would be the best way for external media to help support that and you know you mentioned funding there is it a matter of is it a matter of funding or where does that begin
2: well certainly with you know a lot of our stations um, operate with very small staff and also with a volunteer base as well Um, so our our media organisations around Australia need that increased funding and, um, you know, and we're waiting for a new policy to be written, which is going to take another two, three years, I think, until that policy may reflect some sort of increase. You've got to understand that we've got media organisations that operate on the same budget year in, year out, without even any CPI. So there's no, no room in the budgets for, for growth. and um, there's continue inflation, so at, at the most we're falling backwards. The other thing that needs to occur is that if, um, if the campaign um, for a yes vote are paying other media to put ads on in regards to it, they've got to pay us as well. Yeah. They can't expect us to be their um, champions because we can't. And in terms of other media, you've just got to um, share those sentiments and push whoever's coming to you to go, well, have you talked to the Indigenous media sector? You need to go and engage with them and see what can happen. Thanks for
0: that. In 2021, just prior to his arrival at NITV, SBS Media launched Beyond 3%, which asked media agencies and brands to consider their engagement with First Nations media. And hopefully encourage a long-term shift in the sector. I asked Peter about the progress of Beyond Three Percent since his arrival.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm extremely excited about it because uh, Beyond Three Percent has been an absolute game changer, um, you know, for the whole industry. Uh, I think I touched on it before. Um, you know, a lot of large organisations are charged with dub- double-digit growth, right? Um, and so what I observe is um, everyone's looking for i guess that leading edge and um you know in my personal opinion first nations audiences are largely an an untapped audience um and i think you know brands are, are realizing that now and that's why we are starting to see you know um the nikes and the googles of the world um you know coming to partner with us but also as well i just think the zeitgeist the general landscape um, in terms of discussions around road to referendum I think there's going to be a natural sort of lean in moment uh, where you know Australian audiences are really keen to understand First Nations perspectives um, and again you know NITV along with uh, all of our other broadcast partners across you know radio, print,
0: uh, digital etc um, you know have a role to play in that. So as we spoke to Naomi and we spoke to Dot yesterday, we've got um, a, a great representation of First Nations media across Australia here as well. Um, we're obviously about to head off to a, a panel with some some global um, First Nations broadcasters as well, but I guess in Australia we're going into a pretty significant time, um, the next six to twelve months. What, what do you think um, this moment in time says for first nations media and i I guess the role that they'll have to play within a challenging role within the next six to twelve months as well
1: yeah it's a it's a it's a challenging role um i think the way that i've framed it up in, in terms of nitv's role uh it's a it's a very complex uh subject but it's um it's it's easy for us because um you know because of our codes Uh, Our broadcasting codes you know we need to be impartial Uh, and we our role is actually um, providing a platform so all First Nations voices um, can be heard because there are many opinions in terms of the road to referendum so yeah our our role is to be able to you know amplify or provide a platform uh, so all of those opinions can be heard Um, you know our, our aim is that all Australians are as informed as they possibly can be before they sort of go to that uh, voting box.
0: Some of these other First Nations broadcasters, they've obviously got a a massive task ahead when they don't have the the same charter as um, NITV and SBS do. Um, How do you see them really amplifying those voices themselves and telling those stories when maybe the funding or the resourcing isn't there as widely across the industry?
1: I guess um, I, I view NITV's place among amongst the industry as um, a, as, an, as a network. I guess um, you know, case in point, uh, being here t- you know today um, in Uluru with um, you know amazing um, you know First Nations organisations and storytellers, and I, I think there's a cumulative uh, effect in terms of you know the network of our first nations kind of creators and storytellers uh again like as i touched on before i think it's um you know our role is about uh along with all the other sort of um providers it's about um seeking out those different opinions and and providing a platform um so they can share their opinions i think it's about Look, there's a lot of um, questions already, uh, not only amongst First Nations people, but uh, uh, across, you know, broader Australia, about... It's, it's the building blocks. What is, what is a referendum? What does it mean? What are the outcomes? I think it's really interesting. If you go to um, <coughs> Senator Linda Burney's... Uh, you know, she's been travelling the country a lot lately. And if you sort of look at the, um, you know, her speeches, uh, it's all about the building blocks. She's really, really sort of uh, out on the, not the campaign trail, but she's definitely out and about explaining the, the, the basic building blocks. What is the referendum? What does it mean? Um, I think it's a, there's a lot of myth, um, dispelling myths as well. You know, I think there's a, when people don't understand something, um, you know, there's a, there's a vacuum. So often that vacuum is filled with, um, you know, potentially misinformation. So I think you know again our role is about just um like you know myth busting as much as just providing that whole spectrum uh, of opinions so people are informed
0: i see shadows on the hill up beside the old So the challenge has been laid down by Dot West, Naomi Moran and other prominent members of this community to not just have the expectation but to engage with and support First Nations media in order to really communicate this campaign ahead should media agencies and brands want to support the cause. But amidst this, there is signs of positivity within the commercial industry. Peter mentions Google investing and Nike. And NITV sales manager Anna Danzi called out Coles, NAB and Telstra 2 for making First Nations media a bigger part of their media schedule at this year's SBS Upfront. Finally, I asked Dot who, if any of the commercial media industry is doing well so far.
2: Well definitely Channel 10 are making um, genuine efforts in that front from um, putting acknowledgement of country of where they're filming upfront in their credits to um, to going into um, partnership with NITV to create opportunity, as well as you know, go to um, um, Ten on Demand, and you've got a whole uh, slate of Indigenous content there for anyone to access. So they're really um, they're really coming to the forefront and um, realizing that our First Nations people aren't just um, at the heart of SBS, but they're at the heart of this nation.
0: I hope you enjoyed this special edition of the Mumbrella cast. A big thank you again to Naomi, Dot, and Peter for talking with me, and same too to Matty and Brooke, and to the Anangu community for hosting us on their lands. We're playing out in solid rock, performed by the whole cast of the NITV concert. Thanks for listening and see you in 2023.
2: Feel the endless